I have never, I've never once thrown a gun while shooting, Jason. Not one Neither time. Neither have I. I mean, I have, I have, but I hadn't before that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, here we go. Everybody, welcome back to the Hit Factor. On deck, we have Jason Bradley, Jared Fox, Jeremy Reed, and Jeff Cawthon. And our topics for today are challenges, uh, Boomer fell on his face, and Jared shot a local. So, Jared, kick it off. We heard you shot a local. Okay, so me and a few of the local guys are getting pretty uh, desperate to shoot matches. And there's a local club about two hours away we'd never been to. Um, they're primarily a three-gun club. But they host a USPSA match according to their Facebook page. So we decided it's worth a two-hour drive to go shoot a, a six-stage local. Needless to say, um, they don't even use the USPSA rulebook as a recommendation in a six-stage match, there was not a single stage that was actually USPSA legal. Mm. Uh, let me let me run through some of the uh, interesting stages here. Wait, wait, did they run uh, the a very, classifier? No. Okay. So the first the first stage, they have a wobbly bridge that you start standing on. I think it was one foot in, one foot out. It had like two. Or no, you start standing completely in the fault lines. But then they decided that the entire bridge was a shooting area. And it had two no-shoots blocking a low target right in front of you that you had to lean around and shoot. From there, you had one position where you shot about 16 targets. Most of them small steel. I think there were six rounds of paper and 10 steel from right there. Then the other side, you had the repeat of that. <laughs> and then to really top off a good stage... They used some BC steel at about 40 yards that was not falling or anything. You just had to shoot it. It's a boy called Hit. What? what? Nice. <laughs> Real three-gun stuff, huh? It, it probably would have been a really fun stage if you were shooting three-gun or if you were shooting, you know, like limited minor or open. Uh, it I was, don't think it, it would have been a fun stage with anything. I was trying to give it some credit. No, it was it was stupid. Um, and then they had another stage that was it was it was very close to have actually could have been a decent stage. You started the only problem where you started in a like sitting in the back of an old jeep with your gun in the front console to be completely in the jeep. The gun had to be completely in the console. I'm not sure how the open guys did it. My uh, production gun barely fit. Uh, I think the guy shooting rifles had to start with them on the rear floorboard or something. So the the first part of the stage is pretty good. You get out of the Jeep, shoot a few targets through the car and stuff. Uh, a bunch of other like broken old cars there. With um, You were shooting under them from certain positions and through windows and everything. But then to really top off the end of a good stage, they just had hanging steel across the pond probably eight inch steel like 25 or 30 yards not falling you just had to shoot it someone calls hit then they also had a couple of uh, like 10 inch pieces of steel at about 10 yards that were the same thing just hanging off the side of the jeep so very very good very interesting 
then they had a Cowboy Town stage, which this one would have been really close to being USPSA legal. If you wanted to be completely technical, it wouldn't be, but it was close. You know, you had to shoot a few targets past 180 because you could only see them past 180. Uh, they determined... That's just a minor <laughs> thing. That we, that's not that big a deal. Come on. Oh you had, you had to shoot up range a few shots. I mean, no big deal. Uh, I, I had to tell some of the squad that if they shot a target from one position that they were arguing was legal. I was sending them home. So it had like it had the little like cowboy houses going down a row, and you started in a porta potty, not actually a function, one like an outhouse. You opened the door and you shot three poppers, and the shooting areas were like the decks of the little cowboy houses. Well. You, so the right way was the best way was run down one side, shoot everything, and then come back up the other side. Well, from the farthest back little cowboy house, if you went to the edge of it, you could shoot, you could see everything in the next one, but it would have put you shooting at about two seventy. And one, <laughs> one of the guys was arguing that it was it was legal because the fault line or the the back of the cowboy house was the was the fault line. And I said, no, the fall, the fall line starts at the back. It's it's always 90 degrees. Like, it's not an angled uh, fault line for whatever house you're shooting from. Holy uh, the crap. Only, uh, other, other than that minor detail, and there was a couple of targets that were about, you know, 190-ish that you had to shoot because it's the only spot to shoot them from. The uh, only other minor detail that was kind of less than desirable <laughs> is I had to leave a piece of steel because the only way to complete the stage was six mags was to shoot 10 rounds in between two positions. And I think eight of those were little bitty pieces of steel at anywhere from 15 to 20 yards. So I didn't have enough mags to do a standing reload to make up the missed shot. And I had to, I loaded my fifth mag off my belt going into the last position. So it was, I think it was 50 rounds maybe. Well, okay, okay, okay. So this is so this is just absolutely atrocious. So are they an affiliated club? Like they're saying, like this is a sanctioned USPSA match. I, I don't, I don't know. I thought they were. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing well, that they've probably never seen the rule book. They just assume that pistol match automatically equals USPSA. I guess. Well, tell us the name and I'll look it up. Uh, Led Farm. <laughs> what is it? Uh, the lead farm. Oh, I was just kidding. I didn't think he's going to say it. I don't mind shitting on it. They shouldn't have. Yeah, why would you not say it? Yeah, you um, need to tell people about it so people don't show up to it. Uh, like actually, like that's something USPSA will take pretty seriously. Um, if they're if they are one, if they're not sanctioned, like they're not paying their dues, uh, they 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 protect the USPSA brand pretty seriously. But then if they are sanctioned and they're running illegal stages, especially ones that are unsafe. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna shut that stuff down. So I would be uh, I'd be letting Foley know about that. Two seventy, whoever. Two seventy is not unsafe. The the rest of the squad was standing at about two ninety. Lead Farm has on practice score a USPS match USPSA match for uh, May 9th. That that's the one we shot for the April match. Um, I yeah. can assure you that it's kind of almost not really USPSA. Um, so then continuing on from this point in the match, one of the three gunners that's down in that area, 
saw us walking, our squad walking by the next stage and asked if I was having fun. He seemed very offended when I said, no, this match is stupid. Like, they don't follow any rules, and it's, like, it's not a USPSA match. And he seemed very offended by that when I said, no, I was not having fun because I came to shoot a USPSA match. So then we continue on to the uh, next stage. Again, the, you the kept shooting? Stage, I didn't drive. If I had drove, I would have left. Were your buddies having fun? Probably. They were both shooting carry optics. It was probably quite enjoyable with a 23-round dot gun. Except for the whole 270 degrees, like, going to get shot thing. No, no. We told the guy he couldn't do that. He didn't do it. That's all my DQ if he did. Yeah, on your squad, somebody he didn't. Nobody did it, but on the, every other squad, they did it. And so yeah, then you got somebody. So so then you got somebody that had a, you know, what is it? Uh, the had a. Oh, oh no! You know, was able to take advantage of a stage that was illegal and probably got a better score than they should. For this, for this match, a, a good hit factor on the stages was around six on any stage. I don't think there was a single stage that was in the sevens, unless maybe you're shooting like an open major gun. Um, oh, that sounds the one fun. with Cowboy Town. Uh, the guy who won the Cowboy Town stage shot open, and he was exactly like one second faster than me. What? <laughs> Shooting production? And I, and I did five reloads. Wow. Uh, so and then where did, we where did most front... people shoot at this club? Did most people shoot open or PCC? Three, or... Open, open minor, Three. probably. So open minor. Lots of, lots of limited minor, open minor, and PCC. A lot of people shooting both open minor and PCC. Uh, so then we went no. to the next stage, and it, it's it looked pretty cool when you walk up there because you have a bunch of like old like tractor tires and stuff like up on end, so they make ports to shoot through from like outside of the fault line with uh, targets behind them and stuff. So it's pretty good, uh, except when you get to the end of the stage or the, the back of the stage, you have six or you have uh, six rounds for paper, a Death Star. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's basically a plate rack, or a, sorry, a, a star that you have to shoot an activator that makes it move side to side as well as spin. And that's because that's target. not enough, there was also cool. two more. There was also two more BC steel targets. At what about are BC 25. steel? They're the they're the B and C zone of a USPSA. Oh, okay. Target. I was thinking like, is that, is that BOC or something? Is this like some <laughs> some old boomer fud steel or something? So, okay. So this this was out about uh, probably 25 yards. But, again, 10-round production gun. So I, I shoot all the paper and the two steel and do a standing reload before engaging the star. And I had to leave a mic on it because I just shot until, you know, once it starts spinning, you're kind of fucked. So I shot until I was out of ammo and left one plate on it. Um, so that one was really interesting. And then the last stage... Uh, I can't remember. One of them, I just don't remember what it was. It was probably stupid, I'm sure. And then the last one we shot uh, <coughs> was semi-interesting. You had a... When you open the first port, it falls down and it activates a bowling ball that rolls through the end. It closes other big ports and makes some little ports. So, shoot the first port, run down the end, shoot the other two ports. Or shoot the first two ports, then shoot the last or the last two ports on this wall section. Come back to the center, and there's a paper target and a star. So shoot those, and then re reload to the end. And at the end, they had another great array of, I think, 12 pieces of steel at the end. 
little steel spread out in a big circle. So you load going down there, shoot half of them, reload, shoot the other half. Very interesting. No. Uh, so that was that was my overall experience for that match. Uh, don't don't plan to travel back. I don't think they understand that, you know, a USPSA match should be a USPSA match, and at least more or less use the rule book. So it, it was pretty um, much it was a three gun pistol match. I'm pretty sure they recycle their three gun stages and use them for the pistol match. Uh, yeah. Freaking. The, the, most of the a bunch of the target stands would blow over between shooters and stuff because they didn't even stake them down or anything. Uh, was was very disappointed. I would have I would have much preferred staying home and practicing. Mm, yeah, sounds like it. So, are you going to go back? Uh, no. <laughs> I have, I have no intention of traveling back. I mean, beyond the stupid targets, the excessive, like, round counts and positions. And it's not like, it's not the kind of iffy stuff where, you know, you're always going to have some times where it's like, man, I wish I had 12 rounds because I could shoot 12 targets here and save a little time. No, they'll, like, actually put, like, a 12, they put a 12-round array at the end of the stage. Like, it was a standing reload. I think I added it up. Like, the way this, the way the match was made, it essentially forced me to do like four or five standing reloads to shoot the match. But Jared, everybody shooting production had to shoot those, had to do those standing reloads. <laughs> well, I, yeah, well, you're you're right, you're right. Well, I, I got beat by I got beat by one pistol. So so Matt Matt beat me shooting carry optics. Otherwise, there was only a couple of PCC. I think there's three PCC guys ahead of me also. But I beat all the three other shooting pistols. And none of them were shooting production. That sounds like a terrible experience. Uh, but if you're a three-gunner and you want some pistol practice, sounds like it's right up your alley. Yes, because shooting a match is the best form of practice. Everybody knows this. Exactly. Well, no, it's just, I mean, like, it honestly is a big shame. Uh, like, that actually kind of... Like it pisses me off, like that they use USPSA name to advertise for a match, um, and they're not not running a USPSA match. Uh, that's that pisses me off. They they take away the biggest benefit of USPSA, and that there's a good mature rule book that you know what you're going to get going to matches. Yep. Every match will have a different flavor, certainly, but you know what the rules are before you get there. You know what to expect. Yeah. So have you, so like, reached we're... out to headquarters yet? No. Are you going to? Probably not. I don't know that there's any reason. There are a bunch of three-gunners shooting a match. Um, I can't imagine any of the serious USPSA shooters from my area are going to travel back there ever again. So, okay, so do you do you value, like, do you value the, like the name of USPSA, like in knowing like that you can go to like normally you should be able to see a USPSA match and going to it and it having consistent rules? Is that something you value? Yes. So like I think so I think you should like I think you should call call or email USPSA headquarters and be like, hey, like this is this is going on because that's something that they care about too. Yeah, probably. But if nobody says anything, 
if nobody says anything, then it's just going to keep going like it is. Like in that, and that, that devalues what you put all of your time and money, all your extra time and money into. Uh, and I think that's, I think that's a shame. Oh, Come on, Jared. You got to step up. We'll check in with you next week. See if you called headquarters. <laughs> okay. I want an update. <laughs> okay. So next topic we have Jason, also known as Boomer. Uh, Jason had something really exciting happen in practice. And he's going to tell us the story now. So get your popcorn. I wouldn't say it was exciting. It was a. Uh... It was not cool. I um, I ate shit pretty hard uh, <laughs> running running us running us uh, practice stage. Um, all right, all right. Stop for a second. Let everybody visualize that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys get that that uh, text or oh, the message yeah. I just sent y'all? That's what it looked like. Yeah. yeah. So it was one of those situations where your your head gets ahead of your. Your body and i've got so. a big ass head so there's like <laughs> it doesn't take much for me to get off center um so jeff you've been out to this range do you remember do you remember how rocky the bays were yeah okay yeah. so one of the guys was out there um he's like well let's let's rake all these he was using his foot but he's, let's rake all these rocks out of the way we had set up a stage we set boards down and that was going to be our shooting boundary and he was trying to rake up all the rocks. And I said, well, you're just raking them up to the edge of the shooting boundary. I was like, let's get them out of the shooting boundary. And all he, we ended up doing was is raking them, if you want to use this term, to outside the shooting boundary. But they weren't, they were, it just made a, a pile of, and these rocks are big. Okay, so these rocks are all about, I'd say, golf ball to fist size rocks. Yeah. Okay. And so we had a bunch of them and, and outside the shooting area. And so I, I remember thinking to myself, I was like, well, you know, that's probably not going to be good if you run across into that area. But I was just like, I'm used to running on this, this bay anyways. I was like, I've never fallen on this bay. I, I kind of thought about it, but I never thought about it more than just a brief second. So we set up a stage and I start signal, I step in the boundary and I shoot some targets and I run over to the first shooting position after that, shoot some targets. And then I cut across out of the, I cut across. So I'm out of this, I'm running out of the shooting boundary. And so I'm about the third step on this sprint to this next position, I hit this big pile of rocks and my, my feet just kind of went back and my body kept going and they said I stumbled for a step or two trying to catch kind of balance. And, and then eventually I just, it, it was one of these deals where I kind of processed it as it was happening. So not so much as I don't know that it was, I did think about this one thing. I was like, whatever you do, don't go down on this gun. I just, I don't know that I thought it that far out, but I was just thinking I didn't, it just was a natural instinct that I just kind of immediately thought. And I said, do not go down on top of this gun. So, I chunked the gun. <laughs> now, I didn't throw it like it was a baseball or anything like that. I mean, you know, like overhand throw. But I was, I was essentially kind of in the air after the first or the second or third step of trying to regain balance, and and I was kind of 
going down and they said that your face, my face was lower than my feet were. And, um, <laughs> and I, and I, I had this instinct of you need both your hands free and don't go on, don't, don't go down on these rocks on this and, and slide on top of this gun. And so I kind of just shuffled it or shoveled it. However you say that, you know, like in, in football, kind of just like, you know, like it's a basketball, I guess, uh, and tried to get it out in front of me. Cause I was, you know, the guns, my, I guess, again, I guess I processed all this at once. My thinking was, well, these guns should be drop safe. So, you know, and so I did, I just <laughs> I flat out chunked it out in front of me and, um, went down pretty hard and cut both my hands up and, um, and almost, I mean, I didn't hit my, my chin, but my neck and jaw was so, so, so much in pain that I actually thought maybe I did hit the ground on my face. And, um, but I'm, but I didn't, but I, I jarred, they said, dude, your neck jarred pretty hard. They were like, they, they, yeah, it was, they said it was pretty rough. And, um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was, um, so, so I'm on the ground, hold on a second, I'm on the ground and I'm in, in those rocks, even though we scraped these rocks over, we didn't get them all. Um, so now I'm in some pretty good amount of pain. Cause I'm on top of some rocks. My legs are scratched up. I was wearing shorts. My legs are scratched up. My stomach is all torso is all scratched up. And, um, I'm kind of getting up and I'm like, shit, that hurt. You know And I'm kind of, and I was like, okay, let me go get my gun. And the fucking gun was pointing up range. <laughs> like the muzzle was pointing like up range. Ma- like, like it mattered, Jason. You well, that it. made it worse. <laughs> that made it worse. That made it worse in my mind. Cause I didn't mean to fucking for it to spin. I meant to kind of just, Toss it out in a straight line. Oh, I guess to I don't know. Lay it, trying to lay it out there. I just I wanted to get it out of my hand and away from me as far as possible within you know, and then use my hands to keep my face from these from slamming on these rocks. Right. And I didn't want to go down on the gun. I didn't want to roll or excuse me slide over on top of the while the gun and have the gun underneath me. Right. So why didn't you just tuck and roll, dude? Trust me, I would have. Like to have. Kinnicks are also drop safe. We now know that for sure. They are <laughs> no, they're not drop safe. They are chunk safe. And um, I think they're all... drop safe until you put like aftermarket super light triggers in them, right? Well, it, yes, probably. But this trigger is just a trigger shoe. Doesn't change the bar. Doesn't change the engagement of the what you maybe oh, okay. if we're going to call it striker sear whatever. And it still has a safety tab on it. And so, if anything, this gun is almost harder to pull the trigger by accident because the safety tab is even smaller. And if you don't get your finger on there right, it won't it won't pull. So, um, but so I get up and I'm like, I'm in, and and of course they're nobody's saying anything. They're just they're kind of just sitting back <laughs> watching me. And I go get my gun, I unload and sh- I unload and clear it and put it in my holster and I just chunk the fucking timer. Cause I'm I'm in I'm in I'm pissed. And I go sit down and I'm in just so much pain, dude. My torso is just in my legs. My hands are all eat up. My hands bleeding. And um, my neck hurts so bad. It, within about a minute, everything quit hurting except for my neck. And um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of shook up, to be honest with you, because I'm like, I'm going to go. I don't, I don't know what I need to do here. And I was like, I kind of, okay, let's go see if the gun's still zeroed. And, um, and I kind of, for about two or three minutes, I start walking off to the other bay to do that, but then I don't really go and it, it jostled me pretty good. It hurt. And, um, so again, when my feet hit those, 
big old pile of rocks. The, the rocks just gave way. And so I didn't get it. I wasn't able to push off of them and my foot sunk down and it just is bad. But yeah, I went over there and shot the gun. Zero. I mean, and, and it hit the dot too. It felt there's a, the dots actually pretty scuffed up uh, the, the shroud of it. And um, it uh, zeroed fine and shot another thousand rounds for it the next day. So, but, but that's it. Man, I've never moral. I've, is there a moral to this story? Um, well, I, would, I so also then I was like, dude, you freaking threw a gun. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't know if you should be doing this. Like, if you can't keep control of a gun, maybe this is not for you. Like, that's not the right thing to do, right? <laughs> that's what I'm thinking to myself. So I'm like, and I was like, well, it was either that or I didn't want to go down on top of it, and I didn't want my face to hit, you know. In this in this gravel, these rocks, and it's not gravel, is it, Jeff? It's jagged golf ball yeah. to baseball yeah. size rocks. Yeah, it like is not a safe rock. range. It's not a safe range to be to be running on to be playing. Uh, and so we told the owner he come out the the next day, and he's like, "Boy, I hope you boys don't ever get in a fight on gravel on gunfight on on gravel." And I'm like, "You totally don't get it. Like, there's a difference <laughs> between fighting because you have no choice in a spot and having a match where people run around with guns." And um, I wasn't the only one that fell down the same. Uh, I was the second person that day that fell. I was the only one that threw his gun. But um, the other guy, it was actually a kid. He um, he went down on his side. He just kind of, it was one of them deals where he went down to his knee and then kind of fell over. But I've probably, shooting USPSA, I've probably fallen over maybe three to four times. What? Yeah. Like on a stage. You've only been like, in the sport for like three years. Yeah, I've eaten it probably two or three, four times. Well, and I don't mean, and I don't mean like, I mean in practice and everything. Like, um, I don't think I've, I've never, ever eaten it. I would oh, say no. you're not, you're not trying hard enough. Then, man, Jason goes uh, hard, man. Outside of indoors, I, I've never eaten shit. You never eaten shit indoors? No, outside of indoors. You say indoors is even easier. That that soft ass concrete, boy. So, it's soft so, concrete, real slick. Oh, yeah. some slick some concrete. of the it gets slick. So, did you? So I'm a little confused here. Did you not have the tennis balls on your walker yet? Is that what caught him in the rocks? <laughs> uh, my cane, my hurricane got caught in the, one of the rocks. Hey, if you get a scooter, then you could probably get like uh, an excuse from USPSA to just ride a scooter around the stages. Need one. Okay, so I got I got a couple follow up questions. So, if this had been a match, would you have just would you have held on to the gun and just taken it in the face? I, I would say yes, but also I would also say if this would have been a match, it wouldn't have been something like this. Two things: I didn't the, the, the when we first started shooting, I was like, put your Solomon's on. I was like, nah, these shoes will work. So I didn't have my best shoes on. I had some trail shoes and I should have had Solomon's on, but I was lazy. Two, we wouldn't be shooting. I'll never shoot a match at this range again. Um, and and it wasn't a match. So I knew there wasn't any, you know, it was one of them deals where I have to think that's part of it. Because like I said, I've fallen at least three times since I've been shooting. And it's mostly been in practice. I don't know that. I think I, I, think I fell over my first IDPA match. I ate shit pretty hard. <laughs> Kept the gun up though. Won the match. So fuck y'all. But uh, anxiety. 
exactly right. Oh my god, you won an IDPA match. But it was my first match. It was my that's the thing. It was my first match ever, and I won it. Or I won the division. But um, yeah. So have y'all fought? Have y'all not eaten shit before outside? No. No. Jeremy, not one. I mean, time. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, wait, I'm oh, to think. I think technically, technically, I guess I have once, but it was kind of not intentional, but it was controlled. So, like, I tripped up on a fault line at a match or something, and I just picked my feet up and shot the last one and went down to my knee. I mean, I'm not. i This was way harder than I've ever went down on on, on the stage. Um, have you considered that you're old? I'm considered. I don't think age had anything to do with it. So, but, I don't. I mean, I'm I okay. So okay, I got, okay. So I got one more other question. If this gun was anything other than a canic, like I don't think I would have like, thrown say, it. Oh. Like if it was like a limited gun, like a like a twenty, like a nice twenty eleven or anything like that, would know. would you have held on to it? I probably would have skidded on my face. <laughs> Sacrifice well, body. I'm really glad that your face didn't get messed up because I do think that is your money maker. Like that's <laughs> that's where you're gonna make your money. So I'm glad yeah, that that stayed intact. You know, I'd say something really really shitty, but I don't. Might be nice. <laughs> you let us do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll let I'll let Jeremy think he's funny, but <laughs> we we thought it was funny too. <laughs> That's a good one. But yeah, it was it was uh it sucked, man. It it stunk. It was not fun. <laughs> I'm just I'm really disappointed that there wasn't video. Uh like yeah, it's too bad. Well, like that I said, I, good one. if it would have been video, I you know, it's one of them deals where you in theory, thinking about it now, you know, without the video out there, it's like, would I share this? How funny would this be? This would be hilarious. But then I'd be like, Well, but what if it went really crazy viral <laughs> or it, as far as in the shooting, you know, but it'd be pretty, but then it'd be like, eh, it might be embarrassing. I don't know, but I kind of wish there was video too, because I'd like to process it a little more trying to get what happened from what you think you remember happening. And then what you, what somebody else tells you, sometimes you kind of go, you know, sometimes that's not the best, but yeah, that's tough. That's hard to do. Yeah. How far did you throw the gun? From where I ended up, I, I think it was probably, let me think. Four feet in front of me, five feet in front of me. Okay, so let's say this exact so, same thing. Hold on a second. Again. I, I, after this happened, I told the guys, I was like, "Man, I really shouldn't have thrown that gun." They're like, "No, dude, you you needed your hands. You needed because your hands kept you from literally just face diving on those rocks." So do you think you will have the exact same thought process the next time this happens? I don't know, man. I've never done that before, so I'd like to think it was just I was aware in the moment that it wasn't a match and it I didn't want to go down on the rocks and it was a situational. So I'd like to think if it happened again, like in a match or something, it'd be on nice grass or something that's not jagged rocks. It will, you know, I mean, again, I'm pretty – scratched up where i've got scratches and so um I would think don't shoot in don't go to southern utah to shoot then yeah well that range is pretty was, awful this was worse 
Well, I mean, that that one was naturally worse. But this guy, what he did was is he scraped up all the topsoil, made the berms, and then went out and got truckloads of rock. And, you know, in his mind, he... Big rock. Greatest, yeah, big rock. And because um, he, wow. he'll be like, oh, it rains. That water drains. It's like, okay. It's one of those people you can't tell any. You can't tell him anything. He knows everything, but he don't know anything. So yeah, that's not fun. Well, but yeah, it's sounds, it's weird because I've never cool. thrown a gun, so it is a little scary when you think about. It. You're like, damn, dude, you 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 kind of tossed that gun out away from you. <laughs> so yeah. All right, so we've been uh. We, we last couple of weeks we've had like a couple of challenges just for like the guys on the the podcast. Uh, so the first the first one was just uh, forty yard turtle target draw and two shots and fastest time with you had to have A's uh, and you got unlimited tries. And then and then we had another challenge. We we can explain the other challenge uh, that we had this. This deal. So, man, I thought that I kind of, I kind of thought the challenge deal was kind of cool. Uh, like at least, uh, I mean, because I'm just from the like the competitive standpoint, it was kind of nice to have some competition, even though it was, you know, just something simple. Uh, but what y'all think about that? Uh, the forty yard challenge, if you took it seriously at all, which I don't know if anybody besides me did, but I, I did. I liked that one. Uh, I probably like that one more than the <laughs> the next one, uh, but I like that one just because we don't we don't shoot like that very often, like you know, like really precise shots that far. Yeah. And normally, if we have a thirty plus yard target in USPSA, all I'm really concerned about is getting them on paper. Honestly. Yeah, you like don't I'm, even worry about trying to hit the A or even being no. fast on it. I just want two on paper, and I want to move on. Yeah. Uh, so that that was uh that was a bit more precise than we normally get. So you kind of dove a little bit more into uh, paying attention to your trigger press a lot more, and then trying to drive your time down. So it was paying a lot more attention to like having a good index out of the holster, uh, stuff like that. So I liked that one, and I I did run it probably somewhere between twenty and thirty times. I got my cardio. Uh, yeah, I like that one a lot. So yeah, I I, like I learned a lot about it. I like Go it ahead, as well because of the I like it as well because of the trigger side of it. So I'm shooting the shadow too, so it's a double action first pull. And then the first try, I found really quickly that like you don't have to displace your sights much at 40 yards to to throw a delta or mic on target. So with the even with the the draw, I had to consciously think about the trigger press you know a 10 yard target you just slam the trigger back you know you're not going to display sights enough to matter at 40 yards you you had to be conscious of what you were doing to the trigger and then yeah. the, the second shot single action is easy which I, you know i've shot that i've shot 35 40 yard targets in matches before and it's, it's not bad when they're single action trigger pulls they're just they're a little bit harder than a close target but they're not crazy yeah i thought it was i mean for me it was good i ran it like i ran it as our what in our competition deal but then i I can't i ran it for a couple other practice sessions after that i just not as much but a a few times and 
man, it really does. For me, it was just, it came all the way down to just trigger control. Um, I, it was actually surprised when I made great trigger presses that I could get away with not perfect sights and still at least have good hits, maybe not alphas, but you might be like alpha Charlie or two Charlies or something like that. If my trigger press was perfect. Um, yeah. if the trigger press was, was not then then it was then it was rough even if the site was perfect whenever i started the press if it wasn't a perfect press uh it, it was it was ugly um so so when we're when we're talking about trigger press do you guys think directionally at all with y'all's press what do y'all like like when you're trying to make a good press like that what is what is your mental process on making a good press okay Okay, so before this, uh, honestly, just didn't think about press much. It's not something I paid a lot of attention to. And I think I've had a conversation with Jason about this, about uh, like bad shots that I would have on a stage, where I would chalk that up to a bad sight picture or a bad trigger press. And uh, I would have always said that it was just a sloppy sight picture. Uh, but after this, this was kind of eye-opening at like how bad my my actual just trigger slap is. I guess you know they say if you can slap it straight, it doesn't matter, right? Uh, yeah. So I guess this uh, this kind of informed me or showed me that I don't slap as straight as I thought I did. So then I started doing more of the. Uh, the like uh like you get your finger in a little deeper and it was more of a squeeze honestly you know uh to try to keep the gun steadier so yeah i I would change my press or change my trigger pull for that shot uh, from what i normally do I, I couldn't keep them as tight doing my normal just pull through so you you normally just slap the trigger pretty much yeah I mean, yeah, unless I it's—I don't think you can do that on the. I mean, and not not expect alphas. Yeah, unless it's like a, you know, twenty-five plus, then pay more attention. But yeah, this one for sure showed me that my trigger slap is not as steady and straight as I thought it was. Pretty much. See, I wouldn't even think you would approach that that target with a, with even thinking a trigger slap like. That would be a uh, take up slack, squeeze, start apply, I mean, or start applying pressure until it breaks, and then re- ride the reset, and then repeat. But it wouldn't matter. That's what that you, target. If you if you slapped it straight, it wouldn't matter. But that's the problem. That's why you that's why you don't try to slap it because it's a lot harder to slap it straight than you probably think. Well, yeah. Hey, that, that's what I was straight. <laughs> that's, that's Jeff Exotic. What that's what white I'm saying. It's like a white claw drinking. <laughs> I thought that I had a pretty, uh, a pretty solid trigger slap. Pretty honestly, uh, Does, no, I wonder if there's, I wonder if there's any top level shooters that think of a hard target like that and then think and then do a slap. I don't. I would say I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say no. I don't know. Speculation. Uh, I mean, here, like, but... like yep. every every. I mean, there's man. When it comes to trigger press, so many people do so many different things. Um, yeah, I do yeah. think it's a little bit relative. Like the times that we were, that we were doing that in. Like a couple guys were, 
like right under two, like 198, 199, I think was a couple of guys. Uh, uh, I was like 185, I think. Um, so like we're not, it's not like we're sitting there taking like a bullseye. Like you're talking going from a draw, like hitting a, I think I was, I think my, my time was like a 138 draw or something like that to a, to a 40 yard talk. Like that's like, you're not messing around like, uh, like having a really slow press. Uh, so yeah, even though I think we're not slapping it, maybe not slapping it. Uh, it's not like you're being super careful either. Um, I don't know. So for me, it's go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say on that one, on this drill, I like this drill a lot too. Um, I, I went, to, I, I used open, uh, iron sights on this one, and so I was I got my other gun out and was dry dry firing, and I'm, I'm I wrote my best times down. I don't think I only ran it. I might have ran it 15 total. Um, I think it was more like 12, but um, my fastest draw was on my fastest time, and it was a one four four draw. So um, there were some a few of them where I definitely thought I, I was having to I was having to search for the site or try to I was probably spending too much time getting it um refined but that was in my mind I wasn't I'm not used to shooting irons so but yeah and then I felt that the trigger tr- control thing was probably the most uh important thing um I also had a lot of runs where I don't think I had a delta once and all mine were alpha charlie I had most of them were alpha charlie I'm sure I had several of them that were charlie to charlie but um I think I think I had four successful runs of because we had to have all alphas and so i had four yeah. successful runs i think out of the 12 that i did where they were all alphas so i bet i had you know another i had you know eight probably well that'd be 12 so i know i had two charlies on a couple of them but most of them were alpha charlie and it was close charlie and i was kind of impressed on how difficult it was to get hang two alphas on that target at 40 yards yeah that turtle was, target ain't easy yeah so I liked it. Yeah. So for me, it was, I mean, it's interesting that you guys, neither, none of you have mentioned this yet, but like on the trigger press, I actually have to think directionally on where I'm like, I'm not just thinking just prep the trigger. Cause I, I'm more of a, I'm moving back to where I prep the trigger on almost every target. Um, but even on, even on this deal, so prepping the trigger, then I actually have to think, uh, I I mentally think pull towards my chest. I don't just think press the trigger. I actually have to think pull straight towards my chest. Um, and for me, what that seems to do is that the sights are going to track way more predictably when I do that. If I pull straight towards my chest, the sights go straight up and down. If I put side pressure on the trigger and it, then it, the sights end up going uh, who knows where and recoil. And so then you got to yeah. find them again for the second shot. Um, and so for me, I actually, I kind of, I mean, this hammered at home. It's not, this wasn't necessarily new for me. Um, but we yeah, have really, really focusing on the direction that I pulled the trigger, um, um, paid huge dividends. Uh, and then of course I went through a kind of an interesting progression and I, I've, I'm quite certain I ran it way more than anybody else does, which I'm not very good. So I have to put more reps in. That's the only way, that's the only way it's going to happen. But I, the goal was sub two, like, cause, cause Jeff predicted that he would get one sub two. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get one sub two to make sure I beat Jeff. Uh, and so I hit like that 190, I hit like 199. 
And so then after that, it's like, okay, I got an, I got sub two. Let's just see what's possible. And then so it just started really just going after it. Um, and got it down to like, yeah, 185. And I had one that was a 172 that was just as Alpha Charlie that was just a scotch out. So like I know that I know it's it's possible to get down to the low 170s um on that. But it was just kind of interesting progression to like once the pressure was off, then see what you can actually hit. Uh it was kind of neat. Um and then going back the next day and seeing if if you could almost cold hit close to those same numbers. And that actually was the next day I was I was right around 20. Um not with not with all A's, but with Alpha Charlies or two with really good hits, I was in that two O range um, right out of the box, and so that was kind of that was kind of cool that it, it carried over at least a little bit to the next day. Nice, yeah. All right, so when the pressure was off, it uh, it changed things because I got I think I got like a two ten, and I was just going to live with that. I was like, okay, that's yeah. Good. And then I had like six rounds left in a mag. And in those three runs, I I got sub two once the pressure yeah. was off. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was kind of cool. I I like that, and I like the idea of like for that drill. I like the idea of unlimited rounds. Like it kind of it kind of encouraged practicing, um, which I'm the, all about. The, the thing for me though on that was is I I didn't want to throw the gun up and pull pull two times and just see if I could get one with two on the in the alpha. So I kept I kept trying to push the speed down, but I was really going like, you know, I aimed on both shots. I tried to get a good solid draw, good grip, good first sight, uh steady, a good trigger pull. Uh I was focusing more on um letting kind of I hate to say the old boomer, but the let the trigger surprise you. I mean, I was just trying to not jerk, but just start increasing the weight on the trigger and and then i was trying to let the sight so i was i was trying to push but i was trying to do it something that where i was getting repeatable and not something where i you know one out of 30 if i went up you know and bye-bye you know but that, that i'd get two on the alpha so so that's the thing on this one and the other one that we did i i tried both of them to be repeatable and and, and not just swing away like you would on maybe a classifier or like somebody setting up the L press to practice, you know, I, I like, both well, I of them. totally wanted to swing away. Like I, well, I don't, well at 40 yards, I don't think you can just luck into two alpha. I don't think you can just throw the gun up there and just blah, yeah, you're right. and get two alphas. I don't, I don't <laughs> I think mean, that's possible. You, um, but there's a, but when you're going, like when you're going that hard after the draw, like, like you're, it's going to be pretty, it's going to be tough to go that, like to try to get those into the one eighties or even one seventies. Like it, at that point, it's going to be pretty tough to get that draw that perfect and get the sights to track that perfectly to be able to hit that. Um, and so that was, for me, that was actually kind of the, the point of it was not to necessarily see what, what is my consistent is what, what can I push it down to uh, and see what needs to happen to get those, to get those lower numbers. Um, yeah. And for me, as slow as my draw is, like that's that's pretty hard. Uh, you know, J- Jason's got a fast. He's just got a fast draw. Uh, yeah, on, on easy on easier targets. I mean, nobody. You know, you still want to get the gun out as fast as you can on the hard targets and just spend the extra time. You know, refining the sight picture. Or at least I do. 
Um, so, I mean, nobody's going to draw, you know, a sub-second draw at a 40-yard turtle target. I mean, if you do, you're okay. But so I, it, I mean, was, it was interesting uh, when I shot that. Vogel when, did a sh- – did you see Vogel's I Instagram? That. I saw that. He hit a 1-0 strong hand only to an 8-inch plate at 90 yards. Yeah, I saw that. I can't first, first I can't hit that first. at I can't hit that at 20 yards. Like I tried it. It was like let's just there's a plate there, it's 20 yards. And I drew it was like like a 145 and I missed and barely saw a size. Like, holy cow. That's insane. I could do it at 20 yards one handed. One oh I want I, I video I, on Instagram. At 20 yards? Oh, I could do it. At 20 yards? I especially with a dog. Ironside. I bet I could still do it with. I bet one zero strong hand only with irons. I bet I can do it to an eight inch plate. I've okay, got a, that's yeah. that. That has to be on Instagram first take. They're all first. Okay, take. so yeah, they're all. So first we're gonna take, see bro. video on that. We're gonna see. We're gonna. I I look forward to that video. That's gonna be great. It's gonna uh, take me a while to get to to to, to do my get to draw on the gun. I'm gonna have to sit there and draw the gun several times to kind of get my. Because that's one thing I noticed going back to irons that, uh, a week or two ago when we did that first drill. Man, it, it's it's not the same if you've not shot irons in two years and you're used to the dot because you just your head can you don't have to worry. I mean, it's just it's different for me. It was different. It was it was very challenging, but I could do it. All right, I look forward to seeing that. Uh, okay, so then this last this last I'm also going to go out and I'm a... also going to go out and say that I I I know Vogel's the shit. Fuck, that's a hard shot. And I almost, I'm not calling him a liar, but fuck, that's a hard shot. <laughs> he did it. He did it. His next one, he hit a 120 and it was right after it. You call him BS? Jared, what do you think? You think, I, I, you think he did it in a one? Well, 1-0? let me say it real quick. I don't want to call it, I want to finish what I was saying, or I want to, don't want to move. I don't think Vogel needs to fucking lie. So, no, I don't think he's lying. But that's a fucking hard shot. It's almost in- unbelievable. But I don't think a guy like that needs to fucking lie. So, that's that. I think he did it, but it's it's almost unbelievable. I'll just leave it you at say that. He did, he did two consecutive? He did. Supposedly, yeah. he did. I mean, his, his, he videoed it twice. And, his second and one somehow, was a unless 120. There, unless right, so there was, was some type was of parlor one, tricks. One video? Uh, it was two Go separate his, videos that he posted. Yeah. Oh. Man, no, I, don't think give that, I don't think three, that's repeatable. I don't think that's repeatable. Could, I don't care who you You are. could give me like four seconds, strong hand only, and a 90 yard. Like, you could give me like an Ipsic steal at 90 yards, and I'm, I'm like, I'd be happy to hit it in like, yeah, like four or five seconds. Be, I'm be, yeah, I, I'd I don't be care. Fine I don't that. care if he is. I don't care if he is mobile. That's, that's not repeatable. Jeff's calling Jeff's calling BS on that. That gun doesn't even shoot flat at ninety yards or eighty yards, whatever that is. Like no, the, it, the yeah. bullet's moving around. That's not yeah, whatever. It's bullshit. <laughs> I'll call it. Jeff's not buying it. I'm a fan of Glocks, y'all know that. Uh, I think they're accurate, but I'm not sure eighty eight inch circle at ninety yards is something within very many guns, if any, and Probably not even a Glock. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Not a Glock. Not I'm not sure a 1911. I'm not sure a 1911. Uh, Jeremy Reed 1911 can hold an eight-inch plate at 90 yards. It might. It might. I, I've I've actually shot 
some stuff myself and me and my dad have done some stuff where it's pretty impressive, but one handed and yeah, that's pretty tough, man. That's pretty damn. That's pretty, pretty tough. All right. So again, I don't think Vogel would lie. I don't think he needs to lie about stuff. So, and I kind of believe it. You know what I mean? What, what was, what would you have lied about? He just posted a video of making an impressive shot. Did he say that he can do that every time? He said he did it the first time in point nines. He said that was my first run. Then he posted another video said this is my second run and did it in one point two. Second run, he videoed. He videoed both of them, Jeff. Shit, listen. Okay, Tiger. <laughs> Tiger <King. laughs> okay, so okay, so that was our first challenge. Uh, the second challenge was. Uh, this is a little bit different, but we had three targets at 10 yards, but they were basically one on to your left, straight to your left at 10 yards, one straight out in front of you at 10 yards, and one straight to your right at 10 yards, basic, basically right on the 180. Uh, and you had to draw to the center target. And so the way this challenge was set up is that you had to take your first, your first cold run uh, and then – you had to average that with your best run on that drill. Um, so really it put a ton of pressure on your first run. Like if you tanked your first run, there was, there was no coming back. You were going to lose. Um, which apparently for Jeff and I, we were going to lose no matter what. Uh, didn't, didn't really matter. <laughs> um, cause, cause we got spanked. Um, and I'm not so sure if Jason cheated, like he might've cheated. Uh, but maybe he didn't. Um, so yeah, what'd y'all think about that drill? It was good. I liked it. Uh, I think the most important part was the, the long transition. So the, the 90 degree transition from the middle target to the first outside target you shot wasn't bad, but transitioning from outside target to outside target is, is hard. But the big thing there is it already takes a long time and overswing is going to add like 20 or 30 percent more time to it which will just drive the hit factor down in a hurry yeah yeah and we were scoring on hit factor on this on this deal so okay so jason won he had like he hit his cold one was like an 11 hit factor which was higher than my highest highest hit factor uh <laughs> so like i he just he just spanked us in that because Jason's if he doesn't have to move his feet, I guess he's pretty good. Yeah, um, God, you have to run around at USPSA. Didn't yeah, have to run around. Didn't have to run around. Steel <laughs> challenge might be your might be a sport for you, man. Well, um, apparently, short round guys do pretty well. <laughs> they do, they do quite well at that. Um, it's our short little T Rex arms. We can get the gun out a lot faster too. I I think there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot. I actually do. Yeah, I think my uh, best draws were uh, they were were they sevens? I think they were sevens. Yeah. Have you ever measured your wingspan? You know what it know. is? Let me, go, let me go get a let me go get a yardstick. I know what mine is. No, I've never measured what mine. What is yours, well, Jeff? I'm five eleven and my wingspan is six three. Is wow. that how it's supposed to be? Because I'm like five eight, nine. I'm my wingspan's probably four. <laughs> That's, I would, yeah. His it's hands are relaxed at side, and like his hands are relaxed at side, and they're above the grip of the gun. Right. Yeah. It's like <laughs> they, I got to reach down to grab the gun belt. out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mine touched my knees. So th- for this drill, I t- I'm going to be honest about what I did because I don't know if this is cheating or not. I dry fired that thing, I bet, 10 times before I did it. That's not cheating. Okay. Because I knew what was the most important thing. The most important things were the, were the 90 degree, the, the first transition uh, after the first target, and then this, the 180, 180 degree swing. And I knew that I had to stop my momentum um, you know what I mean? To, to get measuring his wingspan in the background. <laughs> what is it? Oh, he's not. He he unhooked from the he unhooked from his headphone. Hold on a second. Yeah, I muted for a second. Uh, it's about six six ish. How tall are you? Six four. That's pretty big. That's, that's pretty a big close. wingspan. That's pretty close. Yeah. Okay, so you dry fired it, Jason. You you yeah, you, but you I, killed I, everybody on this. You dry fired it a bunch. Yeah, I did, and I because I knew that transition. Those transitions were the, the key thing. And like Jared said, if you overswung, it's going to add point ten to point uh, point one to point two to your time. And so my first one, I don't even remember what it was, but it was really good. And I, I'm not gonna lie, I was really surprised. I was like, shit, <laughs> like, damn. Um, and then I had a couple other ones after that that were faster, but just by dropping a Charlie, it, it hurt. So, um, yeah. So it was, it, you, I knew that, okay, I had to get, I don't even remember what my best times were. I had to get like two, four and, or two, five, two, five something. And it had to be, every, it had to be alphas and it had to be two, five. And um, I think I did it probably, I probably did it 10 times. And then I stopped once I got that last one. I was like, no, I think I only did it like seven or eight times. But anyways, because there was two, a couple of them in there where I, I mic'd and tr- trying to push it. You know what I mean? So, well, I mean, at that, at that speed. So, okay, so this drill, like if pe- people could set it up if they wanted to. Um, but, yeah, you were running like two fives, two sixes, two sevens. Uh, I think, I mean, if you shot clean at two seven, you're in the 11 hit factor. Um, this was kind of an interesting drill because, yeah, it's like once you started dropping points, like you were just calculating time, right? Like you just looked at your points down and like, okay, I'm at tw- I dropped one Charlie and I shot a two eight, so that's a ten hit factor. And then you you, think, you look at your time, you're like, okay, I got a pretty good time on two seven. And then as soon as you look at points, you're like, oh crap, I had an alpha Charlie on every target. So then you're at twenty four points down. You're definitely way under a ten hit factor already. Um, yeah, I can't. The times that Jason was running, I like. I just, I can't hardly hit. I can't hit those times. Um, part of that for me is actually in the draw. Like, he was hitting a seventy-five draw. I'm at like maybe a one zero, uh, but really more like like a one ten, one fifteen. And so then you're trying to make up another another three tenths on top of on top of that. That's kind of tough to find three tenths and in two transitions um so do you do you focus on like drawing really fast no like do you think okay that's something i forget to do it's like i forget okay draw the gun fast you know i mean like on a on a drill like that yeah i try to i try to draw the i try to draw the gun fast but it's not something i put a lot of emphasis on because I'd rather just get a consistent grip every time. Um, if I hit it, if I can hit a one two to a one three on on an even on that like that target at a match, I'm I'm totally fine with that. If I've got a good grip, I don't 
I don't feel the need that I don't think at, at our sport really having a a one second or a sub second draw on something like that is really going to gain you hardly any advantage um, at some point over the course of a match. At some point it will. At some point it will. So on that target, I'm assuming we're still talking about drill too. I went to go get my tape measure so I can measure my wingspan and it's not long enough. So I know my wingspan is over 60 inches. So anyways, 60 uh, inches. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's that's as far as this fabric thing goes. Well, good. So you're over five feet. Well, that's good. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, It's probably, yeah. Anyways, Um, I was, I was, like I said, I was slinging up just getting the gun in front of my face and I never had any of them that were not both alphas. I was getting two alphas on every time, every time I did it. And I was doing 7.7 to seven fours. And I was just getting the gun in front of my face, pulling the trigger. And I was even probably uh, swinging my head over probably while firing a second one, just to get on the the spot I wanted. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know how bad I was doing that, but, um, so in that situation where normally I would agree with you, Jeremy, that like sub-second draws aren't really going to win you any matches, but they'll win that challenge. Well, they won that challenge, but I, there's there's got to be some times where. So I did that eight to ten times. I don't know. Um, and like I said, I never had any of them that were two alphas, and I was I was doing it. And my splits were one fours, one threes, and so on that one, you would, you know, you, that's where you would want to have it. And every once in a while. Didn't they have a like a nationals match a couple years ago? Wasn't it draw to one popper? Yeah, yeah, they did. I see, think they see Vogel won that. Point. I know you did. That's not a lot of points. So the point, you know, if you were ninety percent of the the winner, you know, you're still getting four something points or whatever. So well, if you're fifty, if you're fifty percent of the winner, you lose. Yeah, two, two and, and a half, half points. Yeah, exactly. Like, so that's a whoopty. It's a it's a pointless drill. I mean, that was a that was a pointless stage. That was just for kind of bragging rights, probably. But you remember uh, it, don't you? Well, I saw it on a video. I don't even know if that I'd been shooting. That was like the first year I'd came into the sport. And I was just all I, I was shooting a Glock, so I was always searching anything Robert Vogel. So you were shooting thirteens and fourteen splits on that drill. Yeah, I, I, on the first target. Screw you, man! Uh, it's because I'm bad. He was thinking that <laughs> the goat the man. The draws where he was beating me pretty bad. Uh, mine were around like 105 to 115s. And then uh, splits were 16s to 18s. And the first transitions were, you know, around like 40, 45 or something like that. And the wide one was around 70. Yeah, those, I mean, those are crazy solid numbers. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, he, well, where, where he beat you is he beat you on the cold run because you're, your fast run was still in the 11s, um, and Jason's Jason's cold run and his best run were were pretty close together. Uh, so he just he just hit his cold run out of the park. Um, actually, I felt good about my cold run. It was it was like an eight two, and I was like, hey, that was pretty like it was just solid. Like I just drew the gun out, saw the sights on every target, and and I felt pretty solid about it. Uh, and then. And then Jason threw up his cheater scores and was like, "Well, I don't feel so good about myself now." Uh, he did. So like I busted right? out the, I busted Jeff out the me. timer. Hey, remember what? We were shooting, I was gonna say Jeff seen me shoot stuff like that. You know, he. I think Jeff would vouch for me, but I, I can, I can, I can do that stuff pretty well. I know. We already yeah. figured out why you're why you can do that stuff. You don't have yeah, much going on. 
in the year, so no distractions. <laughs> and I don't have to run around. <laughs> yeah. So we were shooting, Jared, we were shooting a match, and I had a, it was a classifier, and I went and shot the classifier, and everybody's like, whoa, did you get any hits? I had all alphas on it, man. It was like a 130% run on an open classifier. I remember that. And then, yeah. then you quit shooting open. And then the next well, day at that match, yes, I did. You could, you could shoot two divisions at that match, uh, each one, one, yeah, one division each day. And the next day, <clears throat> the next day was the first time I'd beat Jason in carry optics. It was also the first match I shot in carry optics that wasn't like a local. It was the first match I ever shot in carry optics. But I still right. hundoed, I hundoed that classifier the next day too. So shooting carry optics, I hundoed it two days in a row. It was the first time I ever held a gun. I beat both y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time I ever walked, and so I <laughs> fell down. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. Uh, I hated so, that drill, and I sucked at it, and I didn't have a single run that I was happy with. That's all. That, that you tried it like five times and quit. Hey, so I put into to practice what Ben in Ben's class. Jeff, you were there. You didn't put in the stuff. You didn't put into uh into practice what he what he taught us, man. Which it was, was, you know, I, I tried to make sure that I didn't, ex- I wasn't accelerating all the way through. So I tried to take off the accelerator or the gas, you know, of my swing, you know, oh, after about halfway about through. I was thinking about and that. I don't know that I did that very well, but I definitely tried to take off the umph, you know, as, as I was swinging, um, instead of swinging the entire way and trying to stop on a dime. It's like when you yeah. run, assuming yeah. I make it to point B and, and I've not already fallen on my face. I want to start break stepping eventually. Yeah. So, do you feel like you're pretty relaxed on that that sort of stuff, Jason? Yeah. I tell myself if I stay because I was telling these guys that I was shooting with because these other two guys that shot it they weren't even within a second of my time, and I said, "See, that's you know when you when you get beat by a grandmaster and you wonder how he beat you, uh, you know, over a ten stage match, he beat you by you know." literally half your time this is how and um and i said because we're not even moving and i said i'm just you know my second my time's a second faster but i said part of that is is staying relaxed i said you if you tense up and try to move as fast as you can by tension it's just it's usually in my i feel in my case it's not faster if anything it's slower oh yeah i feel like almost always yeah i feel like i can move my best most precise and most efficient if i stay tension free so that yeah, was what I tried to focus ten, on. If you're tensed up, you just don't have any control either to stop the gun and stuff. Yep. Yeah, and that's it's definitely hard. that's a that's a struggle for me. Like, I mean, any sort of like really fast stuff like that, man. I just I want I want to do it well so bad that I just I don't. Uh, so and I what I, I, get, I try to I get focus, pretty tense and what I try to do is I try to. I try to look back at things I've done before, and and I really did get this from Ben. Uh, so Ben came out first class, and he's like, I, we set up a something where it's a, a transition drill, and I was trying to muscle the gun because you think if you muscle the gun from target to target, that's the fastest way to get it there. And he's like, dude, quit muscling the gun, uh, relax your shoulders, don't tense up. And I would do run, and he's like, look to the spot and don't drag off early, you know, and don't shoot early on the next one. So I would do all those things, and he'd say, dude, that was not any slower. And you shot it perfectly. And so once I can, I just try to remind myself that constantly, even as I step up, I go, dude, if you shoot this and you just are patient 
in your mind as far as our discipline like you need to be and are you're not all tensed up this will be your best run it'll be your fastest you'll be the most accurate and that's, that's the best way to get the performance that you want that you can do at this point and so uh, i just try to remind myself that before i shoot it yeah i know mean, that's that's usually a good way to to shoot things well um so i mean it, it did motivate me i at least like I broke out the timer and dry fire, which I don't normally do. I broke out the timer and dry fire after that. It's like, man, I got to get my draw down. I got my transitions down. Like Jared was killing me on transitions. Because I think Jared's actually transitions were probably, they almost had to have been faster than than Jason's. He was just, he was giving up a quarter second on the draw or more. Um, and so, so yeah, if I could get Jason's draw and Jared's transitions. Uh, and heck, I've practiced it. I've, I've shot that a couple more times in practice just to, just to see, uh, and I'm still slow, but I hit a 250 the other day, which I was, I was just happy to see that number uh, on the timer. Uh, on that drill, but, were you when you guys were swinging? Were you bringing the gun in to swing, or were you staying out? I stay out. See, I stayed out, and I felt like I need. I felt like I could probably, I don't know, maybe do it faster if I would bring my gun in a little bit. But I did. I, I wasn't doing it that way. So for me, also a couple of weeks ago uh, in practice, I was shooting a transition array basically. And I was having a problem with a wide transition where I was overswinging the target slightly. So I've been I've been pounding on wide transitions and dry fire for you know the last couple of weeks, even before you mentioned this drill. So it definitely helped because that's what I've been working on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like 180 to 180 transitions. I I can't say that I I hammer the I don't. Uh, not like that. I don't sit down as a drill and and do them. It's not that I won't shoot them in practice. I don't. I don't sit down as a, as a drill and try to hammer them down. Uh, so what do you guys think? It like like for me, I I've actually really liked this like this little challenge thing. Um, it it kind of motivates me to want to go to the range. Uh, obviously, I want to win. Um, so I'm going to try to win. But I've it's I've found enjoyment out of it. It's actually helped my practice just to like have something to practice for. Um, what do you guys think about it? Yeah, they're uh, they're definitely enjoyable. Uh, it's it's kind of a specific drill to do. A little different than you guys, though. I'm not I'm not shooting them like 50 times. I'm basically running it. Most of them I ran anywhere from about five to eight times and called it good and got on with my practice. Yeah, I'm gonna do it more times than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the second the one you sent us after this. This last one, the one that we're supposed to do, I guess, this week, I was like, well, you know, I, these need to be something that is not robbing me of the time I do finally get out there to practice. So I was like, so this, this, this one, when you first sent that one, I was like, man, this one may not. Then I was like, well, shit, no, that's actually a good one because you're starting from a start box. You got to run, I don't know if it's five yards, and then you got a yeah. pretty simple blaster target that you should be able to just wail on. And then you got a freaking tough headshot. And what are we only allowing one alpha or one Charlie? One Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're See, just I, gonna do time on that one yeah. with one Charlie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Straight so time. Twenty five so yard next one is Twenty yards. So it's so you got two two uh two boxes, or even if you you could even just use a fault line that the fault line's gotta be uh five yards away from each other. You start in one. Uh, uh mo I assume most of us will move left to right. You could go right to left if you wanted to, I guess, but move left to right. Um you have to be in the other shooting area before you engage that so you can't like shoot that target really on the move it's as you come in so you'll have an open target at seven yards and then a 20 yard head box 
uh, and it's the best time and you get one Charlie. Um, and this is actually, to me, this is the hardest thing to do in this sport. Um, and that's go from a, like just a ala hosem target to a really tight shot to make that, make that speed change. Um, that is, that is one of the hardest things, uh, to do, to go from like Jeff was talking about slapping the trigger and not caring what you do with it to then you have to really, cause this is a harder shot than that 40 yard top that we were trying to make a 20 yards yeah, head box is yeah. way harder than that 40 yard shot. Um, so like in all honesty, I think like, this could be one of your most valuable practice. Even if this is all you shot for a practice session, it could be one of the most valuable practice sessions uh, that you have um, because it really does hammer home that. And you, and only having one Charlie, like you better make sure you shoot A's at seven yards because that's going to be a real yeah. bummer if you got if you go Alpha Charlie in the head at twenty yards and you come up and you 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 dropped one uh, in the in that one. So you got an entry, you got an entry, uh, hose and target, and then than a head box um and it's i don't know it'll be interesting we'll see if jeff says he's only going to try it five times and i think it's going to take more than five tries for him to get a successful run but we'll see no, no. i don't think he has a successful run. is jeff there well joe joe shoots uh jeff shoots low and left all the time so he's just gonna aim like all i gotta do to is aim to the top right corner Ke- and we're there kentucky windage <laughs> <laughs> so then okay so the question is do you, should we should we send these uh should we send these these challenges out uh and make them public because the other thing with these challenges is we're not sharing results until everybody's completed it uh and so you really don't know what people have done on it which to me makes it if you knew if you knew the number you had to beat then you would just beat that number right uh, yeah. at least that, I mean, that's how I would approach it. Yeah. Um, so this, where you don't know what the number is like, okay, is that good enough or, or should I, should I try to get it lower? Or what do I need to do? Um, and this last drill, I thought I, I, I was felt, I felt okay about my number. Uh, and then apparently I should have spent like another thousand rounds on it. Well, <laughs> see the first drill when I first, when I did my very first run on the first drill, the 40, uh, 40 yard turtle, my first run. I was successful. My second run was successful. And I remember when I did it, I was, it was two, three, two or something like that was my first one. I was like, damn, that was harder than I thought. I was like, there's no way these guys got better than that. I was going to stop yeah. after the first one. <laughs> Cause it was hard, man. I thought it was hard. And, and again, I'm oh, not yeah. used to irons and I'm not used to irons. And then I, the very next one, I took a 10th of a second off and I was like, okay, shit, let me see this. And then I had a bunch of, you know, probably seven of them that in a row that was Alpha Charlie or two Charlie. And I was like, holy shit, this is hard for me. That one was, yeah. that one was tough. I'd actually, I'm actually, that's something I would like to do more. Um, that both of these drills, that one. And then the one we're doing this week, like you guys are not going to spend any time refining, trying to go for that a box in the head. You're just going to be trying to get two of them in the head in a real match. Because oh, yeah. anytime you spent trying and not being able to guarantee that A is just eating your hit factor up, and especially with major power factor, hell, I wouldn't even try to get them. I would just try to get two in the head box and move on, shooting minor at twenty and, yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hell, I may even fire three of them at it. You know what I mean? I, I normally don't fire an extra one, but I don't feel like twenty yards is terribly hard. But I'd be, if a, I had any a, doubt, I would. A twenty-yard head box, I would probably. If I had rounds, I would plan on three shots. Yeah. Like that would be in my walkthrough. I would plan three shots. And maybe I would only – and maybe if I felt good about the first two, I wouldn't shoot the third one. But my plan would be three. 
Yeah. It wouldn't be a bad plan. Because uh, I find it harder to make it up if you don't plan it. If right. You, like, you know, you do you do 50 mental reps of it and you've only ever planned two shots and then you go up to it and blam, blam. Uh, and process it. Should yeah. take another one. Yeah. Yeah. And you've wasted half a second thinking about it. Yep. Yep. So I'm interested to see how this one goes. Uh, Jeff and I have been killing our bodies with, uh, we've got some crazy workout thing that he's come up with. So uh, like just holding a gun steady is, is, is going to be tough for us. Uh, I think I've got like three or 400 pushups to do tomorrow before I go practice. So uh, we'll see how, how shooting a head box feels at that point, but it should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try to get I'm gonna out kick of all y'all's butts. Thursday. I don't care. No, I'm going to beat you because I want to be ahead of you on the leaderboard. I feel like this one, I have a, a an advantage with a dot on this one. Oh, you have a massive yep. advantage. But you have Except to Except there's running. So we have an advantage. Yeah, that's, the, that's where you have yeah. less advantage. You got to hold on to the gun and not fall on your face. So <laughs> Yeah. I actually think, yeah, whatever. <laughs> get, your walker, get your walker over the fault line. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. Can't really argue. <laughs> so the leaderboard, just so those people, so the people out there know, Jason's currently in the lead. He was he was second on the first drill and first on the second drill. He's got seven points. I've got well, six let's stop points. Right now. Let's just go ahead and end it. Jared's right now. got Jared's got three points, and Jeff is sitting there with just two points. Um, <laughs> Jeff, so, you suck, Jeff. Jeff. Well, I mean, he's the only M class. Like he's That's he's true. doing pretty good. That's right. I'm winning M class. <laughs> Yeah, Wait, hey, I'm, I'm also in class. in class. I'm also in class. I'm shooting production. So I think after this one, we should come up with one that, that benefits the major scoring. And because I'd like to see how I could. Well, then that'd be Jared too. Jared shooting minor. Dude, I was gonna I'm say you guys. Minor. I'm the one minor we right just now. did. The one we just did should have been good for major. Yeah, yeah but it okay. It it should have. And the two two major guys were were third and fourth. Uh, by a lot. <laughs> I think it's just because minor's just easier to control. It's just so much easier. Are, are you, you know, sure? It's just there's less, I think it's just because there's less heat in single stacks, so you guys couldn't get as good. That's right. That's, a uh, false, false sense of whatever it is. After very second place. I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? No. No. I don't know, though, man. I looked at the single stack. Last year, there's there. I thought there was a lot of good shooters in single stack through ten, if not. 12 oh, nationals, single stack nationals is normally very it's legit, right? Contested. Yeah, 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 yeah. The nationals. If, if, is, you go, uh, if you look at any of the divisions that have a reasonable attendance, the the top sixteen's all within a few percent, like from one from one division to the next. You know, say eighty five percent gets you in the top sixteen at this match. Single stack might be eighty four. Carry optics be eighty three, production eighty five, whatever. They're all they're all pretty close for as far as a percentage for the top sixteen. Yeah. Okay. All right. So good. let's pinch it off. Yeah, I'm coming for you boys. So y'all better bring your A game this week. Mm-hmm. I've got a video up since I got to run. In case we can catch some magic this time. Me yeah, keep that keep that going. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. That was pretty long, but that's what she said. Oh, stop recording, damn it. <laughs>